our job is to make sure that they point the flashlight not just at the window or the door, the opening that is in front of them, but we want to shine the light on all the dark corners in that room to see if there are any other opportunities to explore that may help them achieve their goals. You're listening to the Profit by Design podcast, episode 19. You work hard in your business. On the Profit by Design podcast, we ask the big question, what has your business done for you lately? Hi, I'm Dr. Sabrina Starling, the business psychologist, the author of How to Hire the Best, and your co-host on the Profit by Design podcast. Weekly, my co-host, Mike Bruno, and I bring you tips, tools, and strategies from our own experiences and from the experiences of our guests who are entrepreneurial thought leaders and real-life entrepreneurs, all to support you in making intentionally profitable and sustainable business decisions to live the lifestyle you desire. Hey, Profit Designers. I am so excited. I'm back from my four-week vacation, and I'm so excited to be back with you. I will talk with you some about my four-week vacation and my learnings, but I'm going to save that for when my co-host, Mike Bruno, is here with me because I think we'll have a better discussion around that. On today's episode, I want to get into a question that a colleague posed to me that I ran into this colleague while I was on my four-week vacation, and we got into a discussion. And my colleague posed this question to me, and it was, Sabrina, how do I find a coach? And we got into a really interesting conversation because being a coach, I got curious and asked about the question behind the question, and I braced myself you know, after 13 or 14 years of being a coach, I've learned there are some real horror stories out there about coaches for business owners. And so I expected a horror story. And what I heard was even worse than what I expected. My colleague had really had a, a very bad experience with someone who had called themselves a coach and claimed to be offering business coaching services. This is a person who had charged a very hefty price tag and really put my colleague through the ringer. So I thought it would be a worthwhile discussion here for me to share with you all my thoughts on how do you select a coach, what to be aware of about the coaching, consulting, and training industry as a whole when it comes to how you know, what you need to know as a small business owner and a savvy purchaser or consumer of those services. And I also thought I'd wrap up by sharing with you from a coach's perspective, how to be a really great client in coaching services. Okay, so let me first start off by saying that when it comes to selecting a coach, one of the things you absolutely need to be aware of is the coaching industry is unregulated. Anybody can call themselves a coach. That's kind of scary. And that's why it's very important to be a savvy consumer of coaching services. And I'm going to talk with you in a minute about the ICF credential and what that means and why you want to look for a certified coach. But before I do that, let me back up a little bit and talk to you about the difference between a coach, a consultant, and a mentor. So let's start with mentors. Mentors are people that 
have been there and done that. They have created something in their business that you want to create. And so they are able to mentor you through the process. They're able to share with you their experience, what worked for them, and guide you in doing that in your business. That's a great thing. I believe we all need to have mentors around us. And every business is different. And so I think it's helpful to have multiple mentors. As a business owner, we really need to be seeking those mentors out all the time and look for people who are a few steps ahead of us that we can learn from. But recognizing that just because it worked for them in their situation does not mean it's going to work for us in our situation. So we have to be very careful. And I imagine most of you are about just blindly following advice because it could get you results that you hadn't anticipated. So That's a mentor. And the downside of just having a mentor and not rounding out your team of advisors is that a mentor can have blind spots. And that really is what we want to avoid in our business. We want to close our blind spots, shed light on them, so to speak, as much as possible. So a mentor could have a blind spot, and that's a downside for you. And their repertoire of options for addressing different situations in your business is going to be limited based on their experience. Okay, a consultant is different than a coach or a mentor. A consultant is someone who comes in, they're an expert in a particular area, they come into your business, they diagnose a problem, and they should be offering a solution to the problem that they help you implement or that they implement for you. So a consultant is going to have a subject matter expertise and is going to be able to identify, diagnose a problem and help you solve it. Now, a consultant is someone who is like an attorney, an accountant, a bookkeeper. Those are people who play consulting roles in your business. A coach is different. A coach is someone who is there to partner with you and help you, guide you in bringing your best thinking forward to find the solutions that are right for you. I want to read you the ICF definition of coaching. The International Coach Federation is the gold standard in coaching, and their definition is coaching is partnering with clients in a thought-provoking and creative process that inspires them to maximize their personal and professional potential, which is particularly important in today's uncertain and complex environment. So when I'm training our coaches at Tap the Potential in coaching, one of my favorite analogies is to share with them about what the coaching process is like, is to say to them, imagine our clients are walking into a dark room and they don't see the walls around them. They have a flashlight and they're pointing their flashlight at what looks like an opening to get out of that dark room. And the dark room is a problem or a situation that they're in. And our job is to make sure that they point the flashlight, not just at the window or the door, the opening that is in front of them, but we want to shine the light on all the dark corners in that room to see if there are any other opportunities to explore that may help them achieve their goals. And that's really, when I think about what is coaching at its best, 
is when we are helping our clients think through solutions, identify solutions, come up with solutions on their own that work for their situation. And when our clients can take ownership of the solutions that they're coming up with, that's coaching at its finest. And so a lot of times people think about coaches as people who tell you what to do. <laughs> and that's not what coaching is. And as a matter of fact, that is advice giving. And interestingly enough, psychologically, we are wired to reject advice giving. And you've probably noticed this if you've ever offered your best advice to someone and they yeah, but you. That's our natural human tendency is to say yes, but yes, that might work for you, but it won't work for me. And here's all the laundry list of reasons why it doesn't work. So Good coaching is someone who is a thinking partner with you, helping you to explore your situation and come up with solutions on your own. And so one of the things that I personally struggle with and have struggled with for years, I don't have a perfect solution. I can't say I fit into one of these three boxes cleanly. I have run my own business. So in some ways, I'm a mentor. I have my own experience that I can offer. In some areas, I have subject matter expertise. I'm a psychologist. So I get mindset. That's a big piece of what we advise and help our clients with. I also have subject matter expertise around profit and designing a profitable business. And I have subject matter expertise on hiring and dealing with employees because that's an area that I have studied in depth extensively and creating a great place to work. I've been studying that for 14 years. So in many ways, I function in a consulting role sometimes with our clients like that. But ultimately, my highest goal is to offer those not in to our clients, not from the perspective of you have to do it my way or you have to do it this way. It's my intention to offer that to our clients from the perspective of here's my experience personally. Here's my experience of having worked with so many business owners across multiple industries over 14 years. And generally, this doesn't work or generally this does work. I can offer that But ultimately, we at Tap the Potential are helping our clients find their own solutions as we provide systems and guidance through those solutions. So, and I'll talk with you a little bit about programs and systems and why that's so important when you're selecting a coach. But let me go back to the ICF and why it's so important to inquire about the credentials of a coach that you're working with. So as I said before, coaching is an unregulated industry. Anybody can call themselves a coach. And so you have to be very, very careful. There are a lot of people out there who have run their own businesses and they've decided, you know what, I'm tired of doing this. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to coach people. That's great. But are they actually learning coaching skills or are they really functioning more as a mentor and sharing with you, here's what worked in my business, so I'm going to guide you through that process? The other horror story that I've heard around consultants is they charge you a lot of money and they don't do anything. Nothing is different in your business. So regardless of who you're hiring, whether it's a coach, a consultant, or a mentor, I strongly encourage you to look at their 
list of clients that they have served and first ask yourself, does this list of clients, does the problem that they have or the set of problems that they have resemble in any way what I'm working through in my business currently? And the solutions, the results that they got, number one, are they real results? Or is it just a list of people saying, hey, this person was a joy to work with. (laughs) Be cautious when you see testimonials that only speak to this coach or this consultant was great to work with. That means they're a nice person, but they didn't get many results. So you want to look at, did they get specific results? And do those results look like what you are trying to accomplish in your business? That is a very important thing that you want to be looking at. The other thing that I want to say, as the owner of a business that provides coaching services, I am very leery of handing out my clients' names and contact information for potential clients to call them. We've done that in the past. And what has happened from doing that, nine times out of 10, those clients don't hire us. And what I've come to find out in talking with our clients who've talked to those folks who didn't hire us, because I'm really curious, like what's going on there, is our clients love to help so much that they dig in to the potential client's issue and they will try to solve that issue for them in that in that phone call. And I don't think it's very effective to do that. And I think actually what ends up happening is the potential client feels like they have a solution and they go about and try to implement it. So that being said, I don't know that it's very helpful to ask, can I speak to previous clients? What we do now, we've changed our policy over this multiple times over the years. What we do now is we will tell a prospective client, if you're certain that you want to move forward with us and you are, it's just a matter of you doing your due diligence to make sure that we are who we say we are, then absolutely we will put you in contact with a previous client for you to have a conversation with them. But that needs to be like the final step in the decision-making process. So let me go back now to talking about the ICF and and the gold standard in coaching because anybody can call themselves a coach and you want to know what you're getting into. So the International Coach Federation is a credentialing body that certifies coaches at the ACC, PCC, and MCC levels. So ACC stands for Associate Certified Coach, a PCC is a Professional Certified Coach, and an MCC is a master certified coach. And there's a difference in the number of coaching hours. There's a difference in the educational requirements at all three levels. And the ICF holds a very high standard, not just around ongoing coaching and training for certified coaches, but also professional ethics that we have to abide by to be a member of the ICF. So that's why I think it's really important when you're selecting a coach that you dig into that coach's credentials, the training that they've done to be a coach, and what ethical standards are they abiding by. We provide our clients 
with an agreement at the beginning of a coaching engagement that spells out, here's our role. Here's what you can expect from us. Here's what we expect from you. Here are the ethical standards that we follow. We talk about confidentiality in that agreement and how sensitive information is handled. We spell out payment terms. All of that should be in place going into an engagement with a coach. So you know what you're getting into and everyone is on the same page. So next, I want to talk with you about why it is important to look for coaches who are not just certified like through a credentialing program like the ICF, but also taking it a step further and who holds certifications in particular programs versus a coach who's read a book and said, you know, I've read this book and I'm going to guide you through this process. And I also want to talk with you about what goes into being a great coaching client. Being a client, that's the second half of the equation. The first half is the coach, but how you show up as the client is really going to help you get the most out of your investment in a coaching program. Before we go there, let's take a sponsor break. Hey, profit designers, are you planning your profit in 2019? If so, I want to share a special opportunity with you. In 2019, I'm going to be coaching five small business owners through life-changing business transformations. So what does that mean? Well, for starters, we're going to be working on tripling your profit. That means you keep more of what you make and you reap the rewards of your entrepreneurial hard work. Now, you being a profit designer, you have heard Mike and I talking about the importance of designing your business to be sustainably profitable. That's the first thing that we're working on in this program in 2019 with these five small business owners. Then we're working on zeroing in on your business sweet spot. This is where we focus on identifying your top clients, what they need most from you, how that aligns with your strengths, and then putting the systems in place in the business to support that. When you have a clear sweet spot, it is fun to run your business. And we often hear a lot of our clients telling us they're falling back in love with their business again. And finally, we will be putting team systems and key performance indicators in place so that you can take a four-week vacation while your business grows. So if this sounds like what you want to accomplish for yourself in 2019 and you want to be one of these five business owners, I encourage you to get your application in. Apply at ProfitGift.com. That's ProfitGift.com, all one word, and we'll link to that in the show notes. When we receive your application, it will be reviewed by our team. If you qualify, then we will be in contact with you shortly to set up a meeting with our success team lead who will walk you through a profit audit of your business. And what we're looking for is to make sure that your business really has the profit potential so that the services we provide you will help you triple your profit in 2019. So if this sounds good to you, get your application in at ProfitGift.com. Visit our website at ProfitByDesignPodcast.com to learn more about our sponsors and to catch previous episodes of the podcast. And by the way, while you're there, be sure to check out the conversation between Mike and I that 95% of entrepreneurs never have. 
we blow up the dirtiest little secret in the entrepreneurial world. So now I want to talk about systems and programs that coaches can offer. So one of the reasons that I've gotten certified in additional programs besides just getting my certification as a coach is because our clients at Tap the Potential, I've noticed over the years, are dealing with certain challenges. And I wanted to provide systems that have solid solutions for our clients around those challenges. So for example, the Prevendus certification. Prevendus is the certification program around the pumpkin plan. And the pumpkin plan is, if you don't know, if you're not familiar with that, go back and listen to episode six of the Profit by Design podcast, where I interviewed Donna Lyons. The pumpkin plan is a strategy and a system for growing your business in an organic way, aligning your strengths and what your top clients, your ideal clients want most from you, bringing all of that into alignment in your business. I really see that as a huge missing link for a lot of business owners because we need to be looking at strategy in our business. And that's an area that can be a big gap. But once we have good solid strategy in place, a lot of things flow from that. Another system that I'm certified in is Profit First. I'm mastery certified in Profit First. As a matter of fact, a little side note, I was the first Profit First professional ever. I've been doing it for years in my own business. And then I was the first one to jump on board when Mike was rolling out a certification program because I was seeing the results in my business. And I said, yes, I want to get certified in this because I want to bring this to my clients' businesses. And at Tap the Potential, that's one of our immutable laws is we walk the talk. I have to try it first in my own business before I roll it out for my clients. I need to see the results from it. So Profit First is a system that we are trained in that helps business owners manage the finances better in the business so that you have real profit that's being built up in the business. The other program that we offer is our How to Hire the Best program, and that is a system for attracting top-performing team members to a business and how you go about hiring those folks and retaining them so you can create a great place to work. So we coach our business owners around those three major systems in a business and help them create highly profitable, great places to work. So all of our clients who come in at Tap the Potential are working towards that big goal. That's what they're saying. Yes, I want to work towards this. And our team at Tap the Potential, we are providing different training programs to help them accomplish that. And we are guiding them to find their own solutions in that process too. So And that's really where the coaching piece comes in. So we're helping them take what they have in their business and apply these different programs to help with that. Okay, so at this point, I want to take a minute and I want to share with you some of the feedback that I received at the beginning of last year when I surveyed our subscribers at Tap the Potential about what frustrates you most about the coaching and consulting industry as a whole. So one person wrote in and said, my problem with consultants is that they are great at telling you what's wrong with your business or processes. It's easy to identify the problems. I have a lot of people working here that are good at that. 
The challenge is the execution of implementing the long-term solutions. And so I totally agree with that. It is very easy to identify problems in a business. And the real magic is in finding solutions and then the execution of long-term solutions. What I've observed over the years is that a lot of what actually helps us grow profit and value in a business and makes a business sustainable is actually counterintuitive to what we might do naturally. And so I think the power of ongoing coaching is that a coach helps us fight against our human nature because our human nature is to do what we've always done before, the same old things that get us the same old results. And we have to learn new ways of thinking, new patterns of thinking. And then we have to implement behaviors that support those new patterns of thinking. And that is hard. (laughs) You know, I just think about myself. And one of the things that I've struggled with in the last year and a half is to really put flexibility training into my fitness regimen, like doing yoga and being real, making it a habit so that I'm doing it consistently, because I don't always do that consistently. And that's just one small thing, but it has a huge impact. And I think when we look at in our businesses, and we realize there are mindset shifts that we have to make, and then we have to, we have behaviors that have to go along with those mindset shifts, we have to do a lot of things that feel counterintuitive or that don't come easy to us. And that's one of the areas where there's real value from a coach who's going to help you see things through and see a long-term solution through and work through the problems that are going to come up. Another comment from readers that came in is feeling like the coach or the consultant doesn't listen. One person said they talk down to you and they do not let you share your opinion or they do not value your opinion. That, I think, is egregious, quite honestly. So much of what makes coaching effective is recognizing that we are peers in a relationship. So nobody is better than the other person. Even someone who has a lot of experience or expertise, they are not better. They're still learning that can happen. I have as much expertise as I have around the hiring process because I've been listening to business owners for years about what's worked for them and what's not worked for them. So if I were to decide right now, okay, I know everything there is about the hiring process and I'm not going to listen to anybody anymore. I'm just going to tell them how to do it. I would be shortchanging myself. Why would I want to do that? But a real coaching relationship is a collaboration. It's a partnership. The experience, if you're in a coaching relationship with your coach and you feel like that coach or consultant is talking down to you, not valuing your opinion, I think first off, you need to talk to them about it, bring it up. And if it's heard and listened to and respected and there's a change from it, great. But if not, get out of that situation. That's not a healthy situation. I've actually worked with business coaches myself who have confided in me that they have been in real bullying relationships with someone that they had hired for coaching. And so that goes on in this industry. So be careful, avoid that. Don't ever get stay in a situation where you feel like you have to do what your coach is telling you to do, or they will no longer work with you, or they'll disparage you, or you know something terrible will happen. That's unethical. That should not be going on. Don't stay in that situation. 
another comment that came in about what frustrates people about the coaching industry is when the coach is possibly hung over. Oh my gosh, I could not believe when I read that. No, coaches should not be getting drunk with coaching clients. Coaches need to be showing up well-rested at their very best in their work with you. We are thinking partners. And so if we are not taking care of ourselves, if we're not sharp as a tack, doing what we need for our own self-care, or we're doing things like drinking and getting drunk and then showing up in coaching sessions, intoxicated or hungover, Again, that's egregious. That's unethical. It shouldn't be going on. Now, I will say we like at Breakthroughs on the Bayou retreat that we have here at the Entrepreneurs Retreat Center. We have another one coming up here in just a month and a half now. I'm getting so excited. You know, that's a situation where we spend all day together. We're masterminding. We're working on our clients' businesses. And then we do go out and we have drinks at night with dinner. But again, I personally don't ever want to be in a situation where I can't show up the next morning and be at my best because that's why our clients have hired us. I hate hearing stuff like that about coaches because that's giving our industry as a whole a bad reputation. Another comment that was made is about a coach letting a mastermind go out of control where one person dominated in the mastermind and focused that entire hot seat on child childhood issues. So (laughs) that's, again, that's not a good situation to be in. When you're in a mastermind group, that's a little bit different than coaching. A mastermind needs to be where everyone is actively participating and sharing experiences. You need someone who's an experienced facilitator who does not allow one client to dominate because that really detracts from the value that others are able to get from that situation. So those are some kind of a glimpse at some of the bad experiences that people have had with coaching. Another story that I heard from a client was really a sigh of relief when they came into our program because she said, you guys don't have a cookie cutter approach. And I said, tell me a little bit more about that. What is a cookie cutter approach? And she said, well, I felt like I had to run my business exactly the way they were telling me and exactly the way they were telling all of the other clients in their program to do the business. And she said, what you all are doing is kind of a breath of fresh air because you're not giving everyone the same set of action steps and the same advice. And so I do think that is something that we are unique around is that we assess our clients' businesses when they're coming in and we help them create an action plan based on what their particular goals are and the key action steps that they need to take over the next year to achieve those goals. And then we provide the different programs that they're able to pull from to help them achieve their goals. So no one coming into our program gets the exact same action plan. And then we coach them through the implementation. So let me talk a little bit about what makes a good client of coaching services. Because as a coach, we can only do so much to help you in your business. And it's really important that we have clients who are coachable. So what does it mean, first off, to be coachable? To be coachable, we have to be willing to look at ourselves and look at our own blind spots and accept feedback. So We're coachable when we're willing to look at ourselves and accept feedback around our blind spots or our areas of strengths. And 
interestingly enough, a lot of our growth will occur in our blind spot. And so we have to be willing to accept feedback. So if you remember my analogy about, you know, you're in a room and it's dark and a coach is in there walking through the room with you and shining, helping you shine the light in the different corners of the room to see all possible solutions and all possible ways out of that room, that's really about shine the light on the blind spot. What might we be overlooking? What is it in our current mindset that if we operate from this mindset, could keep us from seeing very easy, very viable solutions that we're overlooking. So being coachable is really important. That makes a great client. And then the other thing that I look for in our clients is, are they willing to implement the structures that we provide them with that will help them achieve their goals? So what I mean by structures is, Filling out a call strategy form ahead of a meeting, that's something, that's a tool that we provide our clients with so that they can think about what do I really need to get out of this upcoming meeting with my coach or my small group that I'm in? And, you know, how am I going to make the best use of time? If someone is not willing to put that thought in ahead of time, they're not going to get the most out of our program. We also help our clients set quarterly goals based around the action plan that we provide them when we assess their business. If someone is consistently setting up quarterly goals that have nothing to do with their overall goal of why they hired us and the action plan that we created when we assess their business, they're not going to have success in our program. And they actually detract from the success of others who are in the small group program with them. So they just become a big distraction to the whole process. And actually what they're doing is they're kind of jumping around. They have a pattern of saying, you know, getting really fired up like this week, I'm going to work on this, but next week I'm working on that. And we're providing a structure like a container to help them stay focused on one goal, but their goals and their sense of priorities keep shifting. That's very difficult as a coach to work with. And somebody who is consistently doing that is probably not going to have a lot of success in our coaching program or really any coaching program. So that's the two when it comes to being a good coaching client and being able to get the most value from your investment when you're investing in coaching services is being in a mindset of being coachable, being open to feedback, and following the systems and structure that coaching program has put in place as a container to help you succeed. So I hope this has been helpful today to make you all smarter consumers of coaching services. And I would love to hear your feedback in the Profit by Design podcast Facebook group. What experiences have you had with coaching? What's in particularly, not just your horror stories, I know people are probably going to post horror stories and that's fine, but when you've had good coaching, what has made it good for you? What was the value that you got out of the coaching? I think that would be a really interesting discussion for us to get into in the Profit by Design podcast Facebook group. So leave us some feedback and you know, we're Mike and I are listening. So if there are other topics that you want to hear about on the Profit by Design podcast, leave us some feedback in the Profit by Design podcast Facebook group, or you can email us at Sabrina and Mike at profitbydesignpodcast.com.
Thank you for spending time with us today. Join our conversation in the Profit by Design podcast Facebook group. Share your thoughts on today's episode, ask us questions, and let us know what you want to hear about next. Visit our website at ProfitByDesignPodcast.com to access resources from our sponsors and tools we've created for you. Subscribe to the show on whatever platform you're listening to right now. There's a subscribe button right there. Go ahead and hit it so that you always get a notification when we release a new episode. And finally, share our podcast with a friend if you know a friend who would enjoy it. Thanks again for listening. This is Real Life Business. Keep your chin up. Keep moving forward. You got this.